0: Hello, gorgeous. You're listening to the Everyday Style School podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mary, and I've been dressing real women just like you for over 20 years. Now I'm on a mission to teach women around the world how to create easy, effortless style without confusion and overwhelm. If you're ready to create a wardrobe you love and feel confident every day so you can live the life you want, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hey there, welcome to another episode of the show that tells you everything your mom never taught you about style. Lately, I've been interviewed and asked a lot about staying stylish as we get older. And honestly, this is a topic I love to talk about. Maybe it's because I started my style career at Chico's, a place that caters to women of a certain age, and I saw how stylish women could be at any age. It feels like a lot of women believe that they have to hang up their style hats once they turn 40 or 50 or 60 or whatever. Like we're just supposed to forget about having fun with style and stop caring about what's current. Lots of women believe that there are special stores you have to shop at once you become a woman of a certain age. I love that phrase, by the way. You can't shop at those stores before you hit that age, and once you do, you can't shop anywhere else. You're just stuck with those. Ladies, that is all nonsense, and today I'm going to be sharing how to be stylish at any age. But first, we have a vocabulary word. Now, if you're keeping track at home, which I sincerely hope you are not, you'll know that we haven't done a current event segment in a long time. I tried this week, I really did, but friends, there just aren't a whole lot of fun current events in fashion to talk about. There is political conflict in Myanmar, which will likely have an effect on their textile industry, but that one seemed a little bit weighty for this show, and there are some new sustainable denim practices being tried out, but unless you love a long technical discussion on fabric production, that one didn't seem to be a good fit either. The initial wave of COVID bankruptcies and closures has settled down. People are still shopping online and staying home. So there's nothing new to report there. Designer Pierre Cardin died in late December at the age of 98. That one's pretty noteworthy and perhaps we should have given Mr. Cardin a little bit more of a spotlight as he was really a pioneer of ready-to-wear, making high fashion available to the masses. But we didn't talk about it, um, and we're not going to talk about that in depth today. Instead, I will link to a very fascinating article about him in our show notes, and you can learn all about the life of Pierre Cardin. May he rest in peace. Instead, we are forging ahead with vocabulary, and we'll put current events in when there's something noteworthy and kind of fun to share. All right, today we are talking about outerwear, specifically the difference between jackets, coats, and parkas. The reason I'm talking about these this week is that this is a really good time to be buying outerwear. Winter clearance is in full swing as retailers wanna make room for spring merchandise, but for a lot of us, there's lots of winter left. So you'll actually get some use out of your purchase this year before you put it away for next year. I actually think there are going to be some really good deals out there because people weren't going out as much this winter. Not going as many places means not buying things like outerwear that you really only wear when you leave the house, which means really good deals for you. All right, let's talk about the jacket versus coat thing first. Again, like lots of our vocabulary words, these terms do have technical definitions, but whether or not websites and retailers use the correct term is another matter entirely. The main difference between a jacket and coat is the length. Jackets hit at the hip or above, coats are longer than hip length. That's easy, right? Except weight also plays a part in it. We tend to think of jackets as lightweight and coats as heavier, warmer items. But I just go by length because I have a short puffer jacket that's really, really warm and a long trench coat that isn't warm at all. But you may see those terms used in referring to weight and warmth as well as length. Now let's talk about parkas. Parkas are officially a type of coat, meaning they are longer than hip length, Are there short parkas? Yes, there are a few out there, but not enough to add them to both categories. They're a coat. They're also usually built for warmth and weather as well. So they hit both coat definitions. Not many people have lightweight spring parkas. Traditionally, parkas have hoods that are trimmed in fur or faux fur for extra warmth. As I was researching this one, I came across two definitions of what parkas are from the same retailer, actually, one under men's and one under women's. Under men's, it says that parkas are any coat or jacket with a hood, removable or not. And under women's, it had a much more detailed description, which I'll just read to you, that says, whereas jackets and coats can be differentiated by length, parka classification is tied to a garment silhouette and style. Parkas typically have more pockets than a coat and often feature several different styles of pockets. That's from Land's End, by the way. I'm not going to give you the links to throw them under the bus for their multiple definitions of parkas, but that second description does seem to be a lot more accurate. When you search for parkas online, there do seem to be a good variety of pocket styles and types. Some are on the front and they're horizontal. Some are on the sides. Those go vertical. You got some diagonal buttons, snaps, all that good stuff. Parkas kind of come down to pockets. So like often, there are differences to these things, but retailers can't agree, often on their own websites, what those differences are. So why do I even share these words? A big reason is that one question I get asked a lot is, what do I search for if I want to find fill in the blank? The only way to know what to look for or what to type into Google is to know a lot of clothing words. And even if retailers can't agree on what something is, if you know sort of how to get closer, it's a good start. So that's why I share these. The other reason I share them is to show you that looking at pictures on the website is often a whole lot more helpful than a description. Before we move on, I want to encourage you to have a little bit more fun with your outerwear. If you are stuck in a basic black outerwear rut because it goes with everything, it's time to bust out. Explore color or pattern or an interesting silhouette. Winter is dreary enough. Shake things up with a fun coat. It doesn't have to go with everything. It can be a statement all on its own and chances are you're taking it off anyway. If you need some ideas, head over to our website where I've got a whole bunch of options for you, just fun things that I have found all over the internet. You can go to our main page and click on wardrobe, or you can find the link through the podcast show notes. When we come back, we're going to talk about staying stylish as we mature. Our monthly membership, The Style Circle, is back open for a limited time. So if you've been waiting to join us, now is your chance. You still get access to all of our guest experts and personal advice and our style masterclasses, including our latest Dress Your Body Shape. If you missed the live round that we just wrapped up, that's okay. We've got all the materials and bonus content for you to watch as long as you're a member. You can absolutely take your time. I just wanted to share a few things some of our Dress Your Body Shape students had to say. Sharon said, You are a friggin' genius when it comes to explaining how to dress one's body shape. Because I'm learning how to tweak my clothes to work for me, I'm starting to love everything in my closet. I'm actually having fun getting dressed, and I'm dancing around to music while I put outfits together because I feel so good. Thank you so much. I love that. Friggin' anyone who wants to call me a friggin' genius, you go for it. All right, Lisa said, I have to say this course is incredible. I just had the time and brain power to sit down and watch Modules 1 through 3. It makes so much sense. I had stuff I liked, but I didn't know why, and stuff I hated, but didn't know why. Now I know. Thank you for putting together information that is really clear, really simple to understand, and really helped this mom just trying to look slightly pulled together. And finally, Danielle said... I am loving module three so much. I feel like light bulbs are going off in my head constantly watching this. Thank you to all of these ladies for their incredibly kind words and to everyone who took the live class. If you want to learn how easy it can be to dress your body and love the way you look, come join the Style Circle. You can join us through the link in our show notes or right on our homepage at youreverydaystyle.com. All right, let's talk about getting older and staying stylish. We're going to cover a few things today. First, some of the common questions slash myths I get asked about or hear about regarding style over 40, and we're just going to call it over 40 for simplicity's sake. Then I'm going to share with you why I think this is actually the best time of life to lean into style. And finally, I'll share three tips for aging stylishly. If you think I'm going to give you a checklist like cut your hair, don't wear short skirts, you couldn't be more wrong. You should know by now that's not the kind of advice I give. But let's start with some of the things I hear about Style Over 40 that drive me absolutely crazy. The first one is from women who are afraid they'll look, put it in air quotes, too young. It was a common theme when I was working one-on-one with clients who would say, I don't want to look too young. I don't want to be trendy and look too young. Please don't make me look too young. Now I get emails that say, will your capsule guides make me look too young? Always with the too young. Let's address this one once and for all. What you're afraid of is looking silly or ridiculous, not looking young, which we will talk about later. But what I find most fascinating is that in the quest not to look considerably younger than they are, These women end up looking considerably older than they are. Friends, if given a choice, I will choose too young any day of the week. But the good news is you don't have to choose. You can look stylish and age-appropriate at any age, but living in fear of looking too young almost always results in looking older. If that's not what you're going for, you might want to rethink your strategy and your goals. I have an episode about style choices that age you, which I will link to in the show notes. If you haven't listened to it, I highly suggest you do. The second thing I get is, what stores should women over 40 be shopping at? Friends, this one drives me bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. It's kind of like asking where pears or apples should shop. And just like I tell them, that's not how stores work. Talbot's doesn't card you at the door to make sure you're old enough to come in and you won't get tossed out of H&M for trying on a sweater. The best stores to shop in at any age or body shape are the ones that sell clothes that fit your body and represent your style. I have pieces from H&M and American Eagle as well as Chico's and Talbot's. I look for pieces that I like or that work well for me rather than depending on one store or a small set of stores to have everything I need. If you try to do that for any reason, whether it be age or body shape or personal style, you would really struggle to get dressed. Women want this magic Forever 42 or Forever 55 store because they think it'll make getting dressed so much easier, but in reality, it would be incredibly limiting and it would make style more difficult. So instead, be open to everything. Look for pieces you like, not entire stores or even entire outfits within the store. I was shopping with a client once who was young. She was in her early 20s, and she was really tough to fit for pants. I knew the pants she needed were at Chico's because I had just been there with another client of similar shape, similar size the day before. She refused to step foot in Chico's, saying it was for old ladies. And so we struggled through our shopping appointment and did not find great pants the whole time. At the end of our session, she went her way. I went mine, but I ran into her in the mall later on. And I said, well, you just come with me and just, just try, you know, it drives me crazy when I can't solve a problem. And she said, fine, I'll try. She tried on one pair of pants and we nailed it. She did the whole, what will people say if I'm wearing pants from Chico's thing to which I responded, Well, don't tell them where your pants are from. This isn't a conversation I regularly have with my friends. I mean, if they ask me, I would would tell them exactly where I got them, but I don't walk around announcing it. The moral of the story here is that getting the right pieces is more important than finding the right stores. And don't limit yourself because of some age parameters you've imposed on yourself. The last thing I want to talk about is Can a woman over 40 or over 50 or over 60 wear that? We just talked about this one a couple of weeks ago in my unanswerable questions episode, but the answer again is of course. Yes, of course you can. A better question is do you, not a woman your age, but do you want to wear that? That's the question. And if you do and you like the way it looks on you, have at it. If you don't wanna wear it or you don't like the way it looks on you, Just don't wear it. It really is that simple. I wanted to talk about this one again in this episode because as women, we kind of draw a line in the sand when we give things this age deadline. And it's always the milestone birthdays. And so no wonder women dread these. My next milestone birthday in a few years will be 50. And if someone said, after 50, women can't wear shorts or graphic tees or leopard flats, I'd be super sad about turning 50, and I would dread getting older if those things that I loved had to be put away or I'd look silly or ridiculous. But what I know is that I'm not going to wake up the day I turn 50 truly any different than I was at 49 and 364 days old. Why should I have to go pack up the things I love because a calendar page turned? That's a punishment, not a celebration. Aging happens slowly over time, just like the progression of style happens slowly over time. One day, I may want longer shorts and plain tees and basic flats. Not today, but maybe someday I will. And when I want those things, I will buy those things. When I'm ready to move on from things I love now, I will, because I'm always evolving style-wise and as a person. I think sometimes women get stuck in a fashion rut, sometimes for decades, and they don't let themselves evolve. So when they think about updating things, it does feel like a huge shock and an overhaul. And I can see where you might question the appropriateness of things. But if you're constantly evolving slowly and naturally, there isn't this huge leap into mature dressing. Loving your style in your 60s starts with loving your style when you're in your 30s and 40s. And when you approach style as a lifelong evolution, those hard lines in the sand won't mean anything. So those are three things I want you to change your mindset about when it comes to style over 40. And now I want to share three reasons I think this is the best time of life for style. First, and most importantly, the greatest joy in getting older is letting go of caring about what anyone else thinks. What a wonderful place to be from both a style perspective and just a life philosophy. Now in my 40s, I'm dressing for me and nobody else. I don't care what my friends or my kids or frankly even my husband think. I buy and wear things that simply make me happy. If I want to try something out of my comfort zone, I do. If I want to wear nothing but comfortable clothes for a week, I do. Let go of others' expectations and just do and wear what you love. Wear what you want to wear. Even the question, will I look silly, is rooted in what will others think of me? And I've got some news for you on that one. Other people really aren't thinking about you. They don't care what you wear. They're concerned with themselves. But even if someone has an opinion about you or your style, their opinion is Really, none of your concern. It doesn't have to factor into your decisions whatsoever. Release yourself from caring and do and wear what you love. I do want to say, though, I don't care what people think can have a couple of ramifications. The first one is that you release yourself from others' expectations and find joy in personal style. That's what we're going for, that's the ideal one. The other is, I don't care what people think can turn into, it doesn't matter what I wear. And often that's accompanied by a less than stylish look. If that makes you happy, go for it. But if it doesn't and you're feeling frumpy and bad about yourself, check your idea that it doesn't matter and that you're not out to impress people. That's fine, but you should feel good about yourself. And if you've taken, I don't care to a dark, sad place, maybe i Up your style factor just a little. For you, not for them. The second reason I think this is the best time of life for style is that usually by our 40s and beyond, we've been able to reclaim some resources for ourselves after putting others first for a long time. I'm specifically talking about time and effort, but maybe even a little money. Time is the big one. My kids are able to get themselves dressed in the morning, which means. I have time in the morning back for me. I can take the extra few minutes to think about what I want to wear rather than just throwing on something that's clean. I can spend a little time on my hair because my kids can do theirs. You can spend a little more effort on yourself because you're not mired in the minutiae of taking care of others constantly. And as we get older, hopefully our finances have evolved and we're not paying for daycare and preschool and diapers. And a lot of women have gone back to work or are in bigger positions than they used to be, giving their families a little bit more financial freedom. Now, I know you're saying, but yeah, but we're paying for college and saving for retirement and paying for dance lessons and travel baseball. I get it. There will always be expenses. But statistically, families struggle financially the most when their kids are really young. Hopefully, by the time your your children and you are older, you're experiencing more financial freedom and you can use some of your family's budget on your wardrobe. What this means is that you can evolve to higher quality pieces, investing in some special things that take your style to the next level and really feel like you one thing I found after working with thousands of women is that often we don't reevaluate where we are in life. We get stuck in this mindset that we don't have time to focus on ourselves because we have to do for other people, even though our other people are completely capable of doing for themselves while we slap on a little mascara. We don't recognize that we do have time to hand wash that sweater that we love because we're so used to needing everything to be as easy as possible. I think it's a really good idea every few years to evaluate your life stage and see if the reasons behind your choices are still valid. You might find that you do have time to line dry a few things or to do a five-minute makeup routine. You might find that you're able to buy clothes you really love because you don't have to play on the floor and you can afford them. So make sure you're constantly evaluating where you're at. The last reason midlife is a great time for style is that by now we know who we are. I know that I don't like frilly things. I know I feel best in bright colors. I even know the shape of handbag I like best. What this means is that I can feel confident investing in these things. When I find something I truly love, I know I'm gonna wanna keep it for a while. I'm not looking for that fun, single use, going out top. I'm not as concerned about trying every trend. Over time, this means that your wardrobe will naturally become more cohesive and higher quality. It probably gets smaller too, which is a good thing. If you're a woman in her 40s and beyond and you still have a vast wardrobe full of nothing to wear, it could very well be that you haven't paid attention to who you really are style-wise and you haven't given yourself permission to just like what you like. That's a good place to start. If you don't know what you like, our course Signature Style will help you figure it out, and I'll link to that course in the show notes on our website as well. Now that you believe you don't have to put style away as you get older, let me share three tips for aging stylishly. First, don't completely forget about trends. Remember, Everything in stores right now is part of a trend from the fabrics to the color and the patterns and the silhouettes, button placement on jackets, the length of cardigans. Everything is a trend. Trends are not here today, gone tomorrow things. Those are fads. Trends are a five to seven, even 10 year process That's more like a wave gradually rising and falling before disappearing. So it's actually really hard not to participate in trends if you want to look current. With that in mind, there are some things that are higher on the trendiness scale, but you don't have to avoid those things completely either. The way I look at it, when you're young, like your teens or your 20s, you can do what I call the trend salad, combining lots of in-the-moment looks. A 20-year-old wouldn't look out of place in slouchy straight-leg jeans, a boxy crop tee, and a grommet belt, but somebody in her 60s might. As we age, I encourage women to go for what I call the trend garnish instead of the trend salad. This means picking one trend and working it into an outfit made from the great, more classic items you have in your closet. Pick the tee or the jeans or the belt and pair them with more grown-up items. Obviously, I believe that every woman can wear exactly what she wants, but I do understand the reality that a lot of women feel uncomfortable and conspicuous in these trendier items. So my best advice is to look at what stores who cater to women over 40 are doing. They might not be showing crazy, slouchy, high-rise, straight-leg jeans or super crop tops, but believe it or not, there are trends for every age group. What I like to do is compare the new arrival sections on websites of stores that I feel appropriate for my age my lifestyle, whatever, and then I look for common threads. Are they all showing the same color? Are they all showing the same pattern or same silhouette? Those are trends for that age group. And that's what helps keep you looking current and not like you're trying to reclaim your youth. The second bit of advice is that it's time to invest in your wardrobe. Yes, I have some fast fashion pieces, but they usually get paired with quality items, good shoes, a grown-up handbag. That girl in her early 20s, again, she looks appropriate in an outfit that costs under $40 total, but as we age, it doesn't work quite as well. If you haven't heard my formula on where you should spend your wardrobe budget dollars, here it is. Splurge on underwear and outerwear, spend on the bottom, save on the top. Let me break that one down a little more. You should splurge on underwear because those foundational garments will make everything you own look better. You should splurge on outerwear because we tend not to replace our coats and jackets that often, and it's worth investing in at least one high-quality outerwear piece. You should spend on the bottom, meaning shoes and pants. Shoes because shoes define your style. If you have a fabulous outfit and frumpy shoes, you have a frumpy outfit. You owe it to the rest of your outfit and your style efforts to make sure that your shoes are comfortable, yes, and stylish too. And often that that combination doesn't come cheaply. You should spend on the bottom because pants show more quality than tops do. And again, we tend to buy fewer and keep them longer, so invest a little bit more in them. Finally, you should save on your tops. If there's one area where it's okay to go a little cheaper, it's on the top. Tops wear out faster and we want to update them more often. So unless it's a really special piece, don't let your tops break the bank. Spend your wardrobe dollars elsewhere. This is also the time to invest in great basics you never seem to have to make the fun pieces that you buy work. Whether it's a perfect pair of black pants or great layering tops, you'll find you can have more fun with style if you've got the right pieces to make great outfits. Also in the show notes today, I'll put a link to download my checklist of 100 wardrobe essentials and you can see what your closet is missing. All right, third and finally, incorporate more color, pattern, and texture into your wardrobe. One of the things I hear most often about women and aging is that we become invisible, that we start to sort of fade away. No one notices us anymore. You don't have to fade away. And adding these things into your wardrobe will help make sure that you don't. First of all, color is important. As we age, we lose color from our hair, our skin, our eyes, our lips. Physically, we do just kind of start to fade. Adding colors into your wardrobe besides black and gray can give you back vibrancy and help you create a signature style, especially when those colors are best for you. If you haven't listened to our last episode with the Color Guru, you don't want to miss that one. If you're ready to work with a professional to find your best colors once and for all, I've got a link to her packages and the discount code in today's show notes. I'm telling you, this is a great investment to make in your style you won't believe how big of a difference the right colors will make. Pattern. Patterns make your outfits interesting, especially when you mix them. I wanna offer a caveat on florals though. They can be a little bit aging. Not all of them, but tread lightly. Instead, try dots, stripes, plaids, leopards, geometric prints. In general, they're a little bit safer from an aging perspective. And if you wanna mix your patterns but you don't know where to start, remember to treat stripes as a neutral and pick another pattern that has the same color as a stripe. It's that easy. Finally, texture. Texture adds tons of style to your wardrobe and makes things look expensive. So if you can't afford to spend a lot on your wardrobe but you want it to look expensive, add texture. Whether it's velvet jeans or leather leggings or a boucle jacket, adding texture gives your outfits dimension and depth. If you're not ready to go all out, you can add little subtle things like suede shoes or a woven straw bag for summer or a quilted vest. There are lots of ways to incorporate this style hack into your wardrobe. All right, those are three easy ways to stay stylish and add style as you move through the decades. The last thing I want to leave you with today is the idea that style at any age isn't about trying to recreate the person you were 20 years ago or copy what women 30 years younger are doing. It's about being the best version of yourself now at your age in your body with your lifestyle and creating a personal style you love that reflects that. If you felt like you're getting too old for style, you might need to change your mindset and realize that personal style is for everyone at every age. That's all I've got for you today. Your homework is to consider your beliefs on style and aging. Have you bought into the idea that style is just for young women? Do you think that there are things you have to, not want to, but have to put away as you get older? And finally, I want you to ask yourself, how has your style improved over the years? I bet if you look back to the woman you were 20, 30 years ago, you probably would not want her style. I bet it's gotten better. So think on that. We will be back next week. And until then, head to our website to see my outerwear picks and all the other fun stuff we've got for you. See you next time. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening to the show. Don't forget to head over to the website for any links, downloads, or resources we talked about during the episode. Go to youreverydaystyle.com podcast and find the episode you're looking for. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our email list. You'll get a weekly style tip as well as links to my favorite product of the week to help make style even easier. It's an email you'll actually look forward to getting, so don't miss out. We'll see you next time, and until then, stay stylish.